Welcome to the next podcast in Millinery Info. I'm your host, Lauren Ritchie. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of Millinery Info, where we welcome milliners from across the globe into your ears and studio. Today we have Suri from Velvet and Tonic on the episode. In 2022, Suri won the Maya Fashions on the Field Lillian Frank AM MBA Millinery Award at Flemington Racecourse. She joins us today to share about her experiences of falling in love with Jensen and a passion for creating beautiful imagery. Thank you so much to our wonderful podcast sponsors for making this series possible. Hat Academy, Millinery Australia, Hatter's Millinery Supplies, House of Adorn, Judith M. Millinery Supply House, Hats by Lico, Be Unique Millinery, Lifted Millinery, Louise McDonald Milliner, and The Hat Magazine. You can find a link to each of these businesses in your show notes. That's either in the podcast app, which you're listening through, or on our website. Have you been enjoying this series? A way to say thank you and to help us to keep bringing you these fantastic episodes is to become a Patreon of Millinery Info. There are three different tiers available, and the first one is as little as a coffee each month when you listen to the new episode. Head over to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Millinery Info. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Suri. Thank you so much for having me in your beautiful studio today, oh, Suri. It's lovely to be here. So excited to see you. Congratulations. Go. You made a stunning piece that won the VRC Millinery Award. Yeah. Let's start there. Tell us about the piece. <laughs> oh my God, you know, um, it seems like a lifetime ago, but... <laughs> Getting back to the race course was just exciting, yeah? And VRC is saying, you know, we want to increase inclusivity and reach and, and um, yeah, make people feel welcome regardless of gender. And I went, oh, my Lord. Straight away. You knew what it was going to be. I knew what it was going to be. And I knew it was going to be boy wearing it. And uh, my husband was going, are you sure? Are you sure? I said, I'm going to make another beautiful ginseng I've got sitting around for ages. You know, I bought from a retired milliner. I should have bought her whole stash. <laughs> I'm so <Regrets>. regretful <laughs> of that. I only bought, I bought 10, 11 metres then. Um, and um, oh, I said, I should have bought the whole stash. But I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. Yeah. So it was sitting there for nearly yes. a year, you know, a year. And, um, and then I went, I'm going to use that because it's classic. It'll appeal to anybody so and um so that it started from there then what am i going to make what am i going to make and i like to sculpt you know with my ginseng i still do but I, thought, I want to pull it back a little bit keep it a little traditional but modern yeah. and this is what eventuated you know yeah. it's it's a big hat but it's got these curves and it's got these lines and it's just it looks and feels modern yeah. and it suits or a girl so yeah. you know it was just perfect and then Brody the model I put a model call out yes um advertised for a model and I said you know you have to be comfortable in feminine clothing yes um, and he applied for the job just secretly messaged me and then he turned up and I squealed I'm like oh my god you're so beautiful and you're here I can't believe you're here actually matches my hair People go, did, did you dye his hair too much? I went, no, I didn't. He just turned up like that. It was like they're made for each other, you know. Um, so, yeah, and he was this most beautiful boy, not a model. He's a non-model. Come here from Adelaide. He said yes to everything I asked because he wanted 
experiences. She said, I've come here for experiences. Even go to the races, are you comfortable going, going to the races? And kept walking for me, yeah. And he said, I've never done such a thing, but yeah, okay, I've come here for a new experience and, and I might as well you know, do it. And, um, and it was really funny. He's, first time he walked down the stage, my husband said, can you tell your model to slow down? He just like, <laughs> rushed down and rushed back up. I'm like, Brody, you got to just take your time, smile at the judges, just let them see the hat. And he walked down the second time and three, I watched the other ladies and I copied them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was like my child walking down the runway for me, you know. And it was just so special. I said, apart from him being so cold, um, but, you know, brutal. it was as brutal. <laughs> it hailed just before our time to go on stage. It hailed. Yes. So, um, <laughs> and the wind blew. And I'm like, please, God, please, God, don't blow the hat off the head because it was so blowy. And he's got short hair. Yeah. And on a, um, on a, somebody with a ponytail, it stays perfectly, but he's got short hair. And I had to do a little um, tie, I had to tie little segments up to put the comb in. And I'm like, oh, please don't blow up. Please hold, please hold, please hold. You know what? The ginseng, it's got a bit of weight to it. It stayed better on the head than my own hat. My hat was flying off. My hat was made of um, parasitical. Yes. And, um, but his hat just stayed on nicely. I went, oh, this hat is robust. It withstands the rain. It withstands, you know, if it fell down, and it just bounced back up. This is what I love, the, the material. Ginseng is just amazing. I love it for that. And the look that you put him into, oh. uh, it was like a lace, I want to describe it, it was a blouse. A lace How did you decide on that look, what you wanted to well. put together? <laughs> um, we, I, wanted, I said to him, I want a look that's, I don't want to put you in dress, you know, it, it was never my intention. But I wanted elements of how Harry Styles dresses. I also love Harris Reed, the mm -hmm. designer, yes. his style. And they... Even though um, Harry Styles has worn a dress on a Vogue, I think, didn't he wear a pair of pants with it anyway? Anyway, yeah. he kept it slightly masculine as well. Non-binary, that's what yes. I liked it. Gender neutral. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I said, um, yeah, so, so we came up with the lace top yeah. and the um, I said, black pants and just men's shoes. Yeah. You know, just look natural, yeah. but beautiful. And it was just perfect. And it's such a strong look that complemented your millinery piece oh, as well. You know, um, because the the piece was quite is quite solid, mm -hmm. the colour's solid. So yes. yeah, the lace top was just it was just worked really well. And I think most guys would just love to wear a lace top with their pants. They're comfortable with that. Yeah. But getting into a dress is a different story. Yeah. You know, um, like I was talking to Shell. Sheldon Chelton? Yes. The you want yeah. oh, men's beautiful. Oh, sorry, I should beautiful. say best suited. I was chatting to him and I said, how did you go, you know, at the races? You know, uh, I said, I've had some not so nice comments too, you know, apart from the beautiful mm. ones. You get half-half. Yeah. People were going to hate it. Leading up to the competition, I said the same thing to my husband. I said, they're gonna, either going to hate it or they're going to love it. Yeah. And we won't know till the end. Brody and I were standing on stage, I was rubbing his hands and <laughs> called out, you know, second runner up, then first runner up. And he says to me, it's all or nothing now, seriously. Because <laughs> I kept saying to him, they're either going to hate it or they're going to love it. We're going to make it in the top three or we're going to get nowhere. <laughs> were you in the 
top 10 at that point. Oh, so we're top 10 at that point. I'm like, oh my God. And that's why when they called out our number, we just jumped up joy. <laughs> oh, I've got the perfect model. I mean, what other model's going to jump up in the air like that? <laughs> Do we sort of invested in your work as well? He just loved it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so... So we were we were going um yeah something um something strong yeah it was beautiful the comments that Jackie um, Frank made you know about being strong and bold and out there I'm like oh that's exactly how I wanted it <laughs> and people appreciated it it's like it's being described there on stage I'm like wow it was surreal it was really surreal yeah but it did come out perfectly Every, everything I envisioned came. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then she was a bit different with the digital entries beforehand, kind of pulling a bit from oh, the you know what? I, I, the I really runway. didn't feel it was necessary, the digital yeah. entries beforehand, unnecessary. You yeah. know, the amount of milliners I had there, mm. it could have been just in your face, wow, um, surprise them, you know. Yeah. And that would have been nice. But I guess it's all part of the marketing. Yeah. And it, it helps them a lot. So yeah. um, it's, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, but, but you took got to take some stunning photos. Oh, your I was always going to as a yes. photographer. You know, there was no, <laughs> there was no, um, yeah. It was had to, it was going to be a wild thing. Uh, it was it's the same with any piece. Like my latest piece I, I made for Patty. Um, you know, can I talk to you about Patty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is a great story. Kirsty Clemens interviewed me for the VRC magazine, and I was trawling through Instagram to see who she was. And this is beautiful boy. She talked to um, a um, opening night of something, and I went, "Oh my gosh, he's just gorgeous!" And I looked at his Instagram account. Oh, beautiful boy, and you know, and I'm. Um, I reached out. I said, "You know, you are absolutely gorgeous. Just keep being who you are, and you know, you're fabulous." Um, but if you're ever down in Melbourne and you would like to collaborate with me. I would love to make a hat and for you to model it. And lo and behold, he, I didn't think he was going to contact me. <laughs> he said, oh, I might be down January. He read, I might be down January. And then um, I left it. And then I think it was like a week and a half or something before he came down. He, he messaged, are we still on? I went, oh, yeah, sure. I'll make this happen. I better get started. And so saw was um put together like i spent yeah just day and night just <laughs> putting it together i'm like oh my god this beautiful boy's coming down and then i looked at his tiktok count and i saw that he was only 15 i went wow you're only 15 you're gonna have to bring a parent with you <laughs> i don't do um yeah photo sessions with anyone underage without a parent being there you never know what could happen you know yes yeah good, okay. they're still okay. babies no matter how um, adult they feel they're still babies and um so and i said do you dance by any chance yes i'm trained in ballet he said oh okay um would you like uh, would you like me to bring down my you know my pointy shoes whatever it might be a good idea and so but he didn't in the end and i said just wear whatever you're comfortable to do ballet movements and we opted for his heels he said i've got my heels with me I went, okay, you know, if you're comfortable balancing on them, sure be it, yeah, just wear it, whatever you like. And so that's what he wore. He wore, again, pants. I said, mm. wear pants. Um, we just got him a nice black plain singlet to wear and I got this beautiful ostrich feather stole. I picked up Facebook Marketplace, it was amazing. I really wanted, uh, you know, ostrich feathers, you know, a bit of movement. Yes. And so, um, so 
he came and we did the photo shoot and we had so much fun. It was so much fun. And I met his dad and his sister was there. They're so beautiful. As I said, his dad should be the prime minister. Um, uh, so, yeah, you know, that was such a thrill. It was, it was, yeah, I loved it. I loved that shit. It was amazing. Exactly how I want to run this year. Yeah. I want to reach out to people who inspire me. He inspired me to make that piece. So I want to reach out to people who inspire me um, and and go from there. Amazing. Make pieces of art that, and I, I told Kirsty Clemens this, that hopefully will be picked up by a, um, a museum or an exhibition or some, some sort. And how's the experience been after that thrill of having your number announced? What's been following for you since? <sighs> Oh, that, that question, right? And um, not a lot, I have to say. I've, I've just taken things quietly. I have had a lot of clarity into what I want to do. Um, I love making works of art. I love sculpting with Jensen and Silkebacker. I do like making normal hats for myself to wear, possibly, but I don't think I'll be making them to sell. I will make. Um, I will only make when I'm inspired to, and if I think something is, is artistic, you know, fills up my artistic um, need. <laughs> you know, if that's how I can put it. Um, otherwise, I, I just don't want to. Yeah. I'm happy just to step back a bit and relax, and and yeah. only create when I'm inspired to. That's amazing. Mm, yeah, that's the way I want to run this year or run forward with millinery. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I can take you back to the beginning. How did you um, first become involved with millinery? Oh my goodness. I was with a partner who was a member at Flemington and started going to the races in my early 20s. Fell in love with it. When I entered fashion competitions at the beginning, I won the most amazing prizes. Like I went to South Africa wow. on a safari. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you know, so many shopping vouchers and hotel stays and everything else, but the trip to South Africa was the most amazing experience. Mm. So, and after that, um, or during that time, actually during that time, when I first started uh, entering competitions, I went, oh, I can't really afford to spend hundreds of dollars on hats, you know, I might make my own. So I started dabbling and I went, oh, I better learn how to do it. <laughs> We were already sewing in. I was, I'm, yeah, I'm a creative yeah. person. I, I've yeah. already, started, I've already been sewing my own clothes yeah. for a bit, and um, and then I thought, okay, so I signed up just with a lady locally um, in Burwood called Sandra Buchanan. She doesn't do it anymore, and I went to her home, and she just did private courses, and, and I did it for a while with her. I learned the basics of blocking, and then you know, and all the stitches, and and. She was really good. She was really good. Taught me how to make flowers, and and from then on, I just did a little stint with. Um, it was a Peter Jago. I just did a little stint with him. I did some um, small courses. With Rebecca Share, and who else did I course with? And just learning off my friends, seriously. And everything else, I've learnt self-taught. By the way, along the way, it's um, yeah, it's been like that. So. And I just loved it. I love design, uh, designing things. I love making things. I've always been creative. You know, photography, being able to make the hats. This is the thing, yeah. It's all come together after many years of, of learning uh, to be able to run a whole production on yeah. your own. Being the, the milliner, being the 
the stylist being the photographer, it cuts down a lot of stress of getting people <laughs> together to do these things for you. So I appreciate that. And, you know, it, it is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I really am loving it. And it's a lot of time in school, though, that you've refined over many wow, years to get yes, to this point. Yes, it's early 20s from now. I'm turning 50 next year. So it's taken a lot of time. People go, oh, you're lucky. I went, no. You worked really hard. I worked so hard for this. But even so, some people work you know, all their lives for, for something and they don't quite have it. I think it's, it's innate. It's, you either got it or you don't. So I think I have it. I think I, um, I, I wouldn't say I'm going to take any of it you know, to a bigger scale. I love what I do. And if I do step it up, I might not love it anymore. Like when I was making a few more hats, even, you know, last year, I wasn't really enjoying it so much. I was wanting to make for myself. Mm. So that makes sense. It's, it's yeah. yeah, making for yourself. There's no restrictions. There's no rules. Just go with whatever makes you happy. And um, it always works out better that way. Yeah. And you have made ginseng a bit of your signature. Oh, I love <laughs> ginseng. Oh, I can't remember the year, so you'll have to help me out here. When you made, um, you were a finalist in the Millinery Award again with a gorgeous pink, pink number. Oh, yes. Um, so how did you discover this material and what, how did you just start to explore it? I can't even tell how, I can't even remember how I discovered this material. Um, House of the Dawn. I just yeah. said, I'm going to try something with that. And my first pieces were rather basic, but I went, you know, um, you play with it and it behaves a certain way. And because I said, I love sculpting and this, this material is like, wow, it's so bendable. I can make artwork with this, you know, I can make sculptures I see on Pinterest because when I see sculptures, it inspires me not just normal hats I see sculpt I'm inspired by sculptures yeah. that's why all my pieces are a bit um you know twirly whirly up there um so and then I just loved it I can't what was the first piece I made with the ginseng it could be could have been my um might have been the pink one I think was that first or was did I make Margot the the black and white I can't remember. Seriously, I can't remember which one. I have to go back. But um, it could have been Margot, the black and white one, and then the yeah. pink one. And then I made one for the Hat Talk magazine. I won that competition. I still haven't been able to redeem a prize. You know, it was a dream to win that because I had been dreaming about going to that castle, yes. Chateau Dumas, and doing a millionaire, intensive millionaire course because my friend Oksana had won, um, had won it and she said it was wonderful. She, she started in the morning, she didn't finish till 10 at night, she just couldn't get herself out of the workroom. And I went, oh yes, I'm so excited to go, and then COVID hit, you know, and I haven't been able to go. And then I've been contacting, I've contacted the lady, and the courses have diminished, or yeah. they're not running anymore. And she said, I'm happy to offer you a hotel stay there, you know, and I'm like, this is Tussles in the middle of nowhere in France, you know, it would cost me quite a bit of money to get there, but I would do it if it was millinery course you yeah. know so but let's see how that goes she's happy to hold it until um it all starts up again but i'm not just going to go there just for a hotel stay just not yeah. worth my time yeah. so that was lovely so that was jensen as well yeah. that was an improved version of margot as in um and because i just love the the rigid nature of the material i think it, i always enjoy making something out of jensen just yeah. love it no, my favorite.
Mm. And you mentioned there um, sourcing some sculpture and inspiration from Pinterest. What's your process for design? Are you a sketcher? Are you no, a I don't sketch. In? I don't is, sketch. <laughs> I have um, dabbled in, in uh, watercolour art. My husband's spent a fortune on papers and paints and everything for me because I was loving it during COVID. We had time, so I was learning how to <laughs> watercolour paint. No. And, um, you know, I had all these dreams of creating beautiful watercolour paintings that would be sold off as prints in the print shop. And that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I just went off that a bit, and um, but I will get back to it because I do love, I love watercolour painting. Um, sketching, I'm not a good sketcher. It doesn't come to me like the way that my process is. <laughs> you might hate to hear this, but I, I let the material speak to me. I put so in my hand. That feels like a very common, yeah, it's a common milliner's yes, response. Yes, yes, yes. I'm yes, good, yes. I'm good. Because I, I mean, I just put in my hands and I just twist it and twirl it. And I pleat it and I scrunch it and I go, oh, I like this. And so, and then I'll sew it into place and then I'll look at it in the mirror and change it some more. And that's how I do it. And then the end result comes from yeah, just out of the head, really. So you can't sketch that. I find if I sketch something, um, maybe I call Pinterest, the pictures on Pinterest, my sketchboard, yeah. my mood board, because if I find I find it if I sketch something, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit obsessed that way. I will need to make it like as that, is. as yes. is, you know, and um, it just cuts me off creatively. Whereas if I just play with it and shape it as I go. You can be responsive to it. Yeah. It works that way. It works that way for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how does your photography blend in with oh, your millinery? Sid, <laughs> without good photography, and I have to tell millers, you, know, you need good photos. My photos, I aim to make people go, wow, to dream, to, to inspire, to just really to wow people. And it does. And I won't settle for anything less than that. And this is what I, um, I really appreciate that I know how to photograph things like, you know, yourself. You, you have a vision and you have to execute it that way. And um, it's just great to be able to do that without having to pay a fortune for a photographer to do that. I have to say, you have to hire me for my services. It can get quite expensive because there's a lot of work that goes yes. into it. And people don't realize how much work goes into producing a beautiful photo. That's why they, I do get inquiries and people go, oh, that's a bit expensive. And I'm sorry, that's what I charge. I go elsewhere. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, so photography does help lift it um, in amazing, makes a, a normal hat amazing, you know, or makes amazing hat even, even far better. Out of the so, world. Yes, out of the world. So that's some... Um, Photography is definitely a uh, must-have for any photographer. I mean, any milliner who wants to take their work seriously. You must have it photographed beautifully. And your label uh, is Velvet and Tonic. Yes. What inspired the name? A fusion of luxury and fun. That's basically what it was. I think it was over a dinner party with friends. <laughs> we had a few cocktails. <laughs> I said, what will I call my label? I need a name for my label. And, and we came up because we were enjoying our cocktails. And then um, and we're like, you know what? How about something like 
because velvet is luxurious and I love working with velvet that's another thing velvet is one of my second favorite mediums or one of my favorite mediums um, it just looks lush but the good velvet you know the expensive velvet uh, I will only work with really nice lush velvet to make flowers or um, cocktail hats uh, I still lo I love cocktail hats so it was nice to be able to use a velvet and a little bandos and little um, yeah, pool boxes and so it was okay I love velvet and I love cocktails. <laughs> I, what should we call it? And I went, how about velvet and tonic, you know? And then um, we actually came up, we tried to mix a, a drink, oh, yes. tonic, and we did, I put the recipe somewhere. <laughs> it had actually blended peach, and mm -hmm. I can't remember what else. We tried to put some tonic water in there to make it work. My husband's kept the recipe somewhere, but we haven't made it since. But that's how it came about. Luxury and fun, velvet and tonic. Velvet and tonic, yeah. Okay. And what was the pivotal point if you deciding that you'd like to launch a label? Um, one of my lovely clients, Holly Stearns, a while ago, had one of my hats, and she won the um, national title of fashions. Not, she won the um, Victorian, sorry, Victorian title of fashions on the field. She came third, second runner-up in the national, and I went, oh. I should really launch a label now, you know, it's been like 20 years in the coming, I've only dabbled in um, you know, friends or, you know, just every now and then somebody wants me to make them a hat and let's take it to the next level, let's, let's just launch a label because I've always wanted to be a designer but I haven't had, I don't have the patience to be a fashion designer, um, I, even though I make my own clothes, I, I wasn't, I, the patience, patience, more patience is needed. But, um, so, I thought, okay, take it up to the next level. And I went, and I wanted, to, I wanted to enter the millinery competition, and I needed a label. So, I think that's what spurred me on. Holly winning the fashions in the field, and then um, wanting to be part of the millinery competition. So, I started label. And so, the first year, I got beautiful, um, God, I can't Anyway, she won the, um, she won the car one year. Emily, Emily Hunter. Oh. I got her to model. <laughs> you know, first year's piece was very interesting because in my head it was like, I need to make something a bit complicated because that's what the judges like. You know, I had no idea. No idea. Beginner's thing. Um, make something a bit structural, a bit complicated. So I made these cubes out of cinema. They took me a long time to do, you know, and I balanced them up together on, the, on this headband. And um, she, we got into top 20 first year. It wasn't yes, bad. Yes. Top 20. Yes. Um, I think it's because Emily was so beautiful. <laughs> and I put her in this beautiful Matichewski dress. <laughs> and I went, woohoo, top 20 is great, you know. Um, anyway, okay, next year. It's got to be better than last year. <laughs> what do I do? Uh, then I went, you know what, I'm going to go out there. I just want to go out there. I went to get this ginseng from, um, I decided on ginseng for some reason. I can't really remember how. I decided on ginseng, because maybe because the colour. I really can't remember. But I asked the um, Miranda, I think the shop assistant there, I said, oh, is this going to be too, um, I forgot what word I used for it, like in your face or too, um, anyway, the, you know, People wouldn't like it because it's too bright. And she goes, oh, no, 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 it'll be fine. She says, use it. I went, okay, I'll contrast it with black. 
um, too, a bit obnoxious or something. I can't remember the word I used, but it was just, you know, it's going to be too out there for people. And so I was second guessing myself, and oh, you know what? I like it. Stuff it. I like it. And I made the big lampshade Margot, you know, hat. And um, and then my friend, Lady uh, Lisa Levington, said, "Where's embellishment? You got to put some embellishment on it." I love it for that because I always think of her now. Every time I make a hat, I need some form of embellishment, and it just lifts the hat, right? So I put all these yeah. beautiful um, beads all over the the back of the, the hat and it really made it look special it sparkled and it was just just gorgeous so and then oh my gosh nearly dropped dead being called second runner up you know came third place second time in it and I went wow this is fantastic <laughs> so um didn't expect to get anywhere but it was it was a really amazing experience um and then of course COVID hit quite COVID hit oh <laughs> I was just on a roll. <laughs> yeah, but I went, no, I love ginseng so much. I'm just going to go with it. I was, we were really happy that they ran the competition online. Yes, yes. The virtual competition. And um, it was not a good time. Everybody was a bit down, myself included, you know, but we were allowed out for our walks every day. And spring came, a bit, you know, this mood lifter with all the beautiful flowers around. I went, no, I'm going to create a flower. I'm going to make a big flower with ginseng. It's going to be called Fleur. You know, so I made that beautiful pale pink and, and purple and cream. And I went, this very spring, very me. Top ten was good. And I went, no, they're liking my work. You know, it's nice. But I made things to, I made things to please myself. You know, it makes me happy. I'll make it. And Fleur made me very happy. I had so much, um, so much positive feedback from from fellow milliners, from everyone, just writing how beautiful this piece is, and made them happy too. I mean, this that was my aim, and it was I was very proud of it. And my husband says it's one of his favorite pieces to date, even you know, and oh, it's so beautiful. No, well, it would just sit in my stash for a while. Um, it would maybe be part of my exhibit one day. I <laughs> would um, love to have a gallery. You know, just with my pieces and people sipping on champagne and hors d'oeuvres and walking around looking at them. That would be nice. Um, so, yeah, and then the next year, it dragged on, didn't it? COVID it, 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 it dragged did. on. It kind of kept, kept, kept oh going. Oh, God. <laughs> I was in a bit of a deep, dark place. You know, I was like, oh, this is horrible. This is just horrible. Um, we struggled a bit, you know, and uh, husband and wife being both photographers were out of work for two years, you know. And um, it, it was, yeah, it was tough. Like, but luckily we had savings and we lived off that because we weren't eligible for any of the you know, payments. And we weren't going to because ethically we couldn't bring ourselves to do it. We said, we have a house, we have food, we have, you know, there's people worse off. Leave all the benefits to them. Don't, don't bother because we had a counter friend saying we can get some, you know, we, um, you know what, no, leave it. Because they're saying, well, their rich friend, their rich clients were getting it. Why, you know? And I, you know, that's nice, thank you, but we're not going to do it. It's just ethically wrong. So we just lived off our savings. So we, we were down. You know, we were feeling really down. Like because it's a we, tough time for it wasn't it wasn't financially. It was just because we yeah. we just couldn't get out anywhere, or do what we love to do. You know, financially we were fine. Um, and so, but we we kept thinking, you know, there's people worse off. We kept watching um, and reading about people worse off, and we we're okay. So, but <laughs> the millinery competition came about, 
And I went, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I know, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to create my heart in this black. So, I <laughs> made this Jimson piece. <laughs> you, you, you saw it, didn't you? It, was yeah. like, it, it represented my heart. And then it's going to have blue and red coming out of it because it's arteries and veins, you know. And, um, what did I call it? Hope Blooms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was about hope blooming out of there. Still, even though your heart is black, even though you're in a deep, dark place, your heart still pumps out blood brings out you know um sorry your heart still takes in blood and pumps out blood through your veins and it was still operating it's still functional so you know there's light in the in at the end of the tunnel there are flowers flowers bloom in the in the blue and the reds and um <laughs> My husband, he's really, he's great for me. You know, he tells me if he doesn't like something, my boys, both my boys. I, I tried on a hat for my boy the other day, and I said, what do you think of this one? Because I was hoping to yes. reuse something. I, I've got it hidden away. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I said, do you like Thor? Yes, I like that. Do you like Flo? Yes, I like that. I don't like this. Okay, so I, I put it back away. My piece I was intending to use. <laughs> okay. So my boys are, are really good for me because the they do, honest. they do, yeah, the yeah. direct honest, and it normally works out. It makes me really think twice yes. about what I'm doing, really honest. And so, um, so my husband didn't like it. He goes, "It's really morbid." I went, "It's how I feel right now <laughs> that I'm going to enter this piece." And of course, it crashed nowhere. But you know, it was made me so happy to produce it. It's, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. That's what you needed to make it. I needed to make it at that time, you know. <laughs> We're sitting here in your beautiful creative space, but for those who can't see it, but like I can, could um, how did you go about creating this space, and how do you work within it? The space has changed a lot since <laughs> I've been in here. It's changed so much. It's just getting better and better. And I think this, um, I would like to say this would be the the end design of it, <laughs> what I'm trying to achieve in this room next. But I, I feel like. I, It'll look old. It will look old and I'll have to change it. But I want this room to be like a, a floral explosion, as you can see already. Yeah, it's just going to keep collecting flowers, more and more flowers. I've got bougainvillea hanging around one side. I've got um, peonies on the other end. Um, I want people to come in here. That would, I told you there's going to be a big table down the middle. It'll be seating probably up to six creative people come together on a regular basis just to make. We'll have a theme every time we get together, whether it's silk flowers, whether it's millinery, whether it's clothing, whatever. We're just going to sit around and make and hopefully rub off on each other, learn from each other. There'll be thing, techniques you can share. There'll be um, people who come just out of interest. But I want to fill my life up with creativity and surround myself with people who are creative. And um, that's what makes me happy. So, you know, why not? And yeah, so I bought tools. Yes. I've got them sent all the way from Turkey, electric flower tools. Oh. I haven't used them yet, they're beautiful. I haven't used them yet, <laughs> I haven't had time. But um, yes, silk flower, it's time consuming. I have to say, it's not my favorite thing to do. But, but. you will be able to produce really beautiful, um, delicate flowers. And, and I'm just going to put it all over the room. This room is going to be like a flower, flower explosion when you walk in. So. It's very exciting. Yes, and so and also the table in the middle will allow me just to 
do what I like, multiple things at one time, whether I'm making a dress or whether I'm making a hat or making flowers, you know, and it would just be a nice um, creative space. That's great. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me in your beautiful space today. It's been lovely to chat hats with you. And again, congratulations on your amazing winning piece. Thanks, Lauren. It's been wonderful chatting to you. It's so nice to have somebody in here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mill and Your Info with Siri. Thank you to our wonderful podcast sponsors for their support. Hats by Lico, Hat Academy, Millinery Australia, Hatters Millinery Supplies, Hearts of Adorn, Judith M. Millinery Supply House, Be Unique Millinery, Lifted Millinery, Louise McDonald Milliner, and The Hat Magazine. You can find a link to each of these businesses in your show notes. It's either in the podcast app or on our website. Would you like to hear your business name mentioned? Head over to our Patreon page to find out about how you can easily become a podcast sponsor of this series. The address is www.patreon.com forward slash millinery info. You can also find a link in the show notes. Thank you to our current sponsors for making these episodes possible. Your support is truly appreciated. I'm your host, Lauren Ritchie, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Millinery Info. I look forward to talking hats with you again soon.